This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph. The only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, no calamity as Clinical United conquer Killy. And glee for D as they hit Thistle with three. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Twa Teams One Street. Hurrah! Hurrah! That's all we really need to say. We're talking about wins. Particularly just hours ago at Tannadice Allen. A huge win for Dundee United on so many levels. Yeah, that's probably the most impressive thing about Dundee United's 4-0 demolition of Kilmarnock, um, as we recorded last night. Um, the fact that there was so much suffocating pressure on that game the previous evening Ross County's win away at Hibernian meant that basically Dundee United went into that game knowing that if they lose to Kilmarnock there's six points adrift at the foot of the table now going to Tannadice playing in front of your own fans with that pressure knowing some of the fans have been a bit disgruntled this season that's you know that's excruciating stuff and as well as turning in a very good performance, um, and we'll kind of touch on the numerous levels of how good that performance was. Just the mental aspect of it was yeah. really impressive. It was real character, real guts, real balls, and that's something that um, has been levelled against the Dundee United team. They, you know, they've, they've shirked things. They've not been tough enough. They've not done this. They've not done that. And listen, I am not arguing against those criticisms. It has been a dire first half of the season for this Dundee United team but they deserve a huge amount of credit for the way they stood up to that challenge. Um, before you even think about the footballing challenge, the way they stood up to the mental challenge was really impressive. And I honestly think it's more impressive than the 4-0-1 over Aberdeen um, because, um, the granted, there was a, a monkey on their back at that point. They hadn't won a league game, but I think the pressure of knowing you could go six points adrift at the bottom of this league with only one game before a massive World Cup break... That's, that's that's even bigger pressure. So, um, And also, it's a totally different game. They were expected to come out and dominate and win, um, have the possession, control the game. And they've really struggled, United, in those situations. The games they've won this season have been against teams that they can maybe sit back against and look to spring. Whereas this was a game where basically they had to control it. They had to make the running, create the chances. Uh, be be focused, be concentrated. Don't give anything away stupid on turnovers. They done it all. They done it all. Uh, it was a really professional, composed, uh, and at times entertaining and clinical performance. So, listen, we're not getting carried away. Three. It's only three points, and Kilmarnock could win against Hibs at the weekend, and yeah. Dundee United could lose against Aberdeen, and all of a sudden that win's been totally wiped out. So let's we're not getting carried away, but. We criticise when there's stuff to be criticised, so let's praise when there's stuff to be praised. It was a really, really good night at Tannadice. Yeah, Pierre Alan, Alan talks about the pressure of the situation there. Lose last night, six points behind, having had only two wins from 15 games, suggests you're deep in a word we're not going to use here. <laughs> so uh, it, it is, it's laudable that they've handled that pressure, isn't it? Yeah, Alan's, Alan's covered all the bases there of what he said about the pressure aspect. Can we go it. home then? Um, <laughs> but uh, a wonderful result. I mean, I was I was I wasn't at the game. I saw the goals coming in, and obviously the game was was essentially one at half time. And what for me um, was 
they showed in the second half as well to make sure it was them that got if there was any more goals it was them that got it was vitally important because I think a, 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 a 3-0 three, a win would have taken them off the bottom I think anyway mm-hmm. but I think if Kilmarnock had maybe got a goal back that might have sw- switched the situation I'm not 100% sure um, so they did that they did it magnificently well and they've done their goal difference no harm at all and that should not be discounted Tam because I know we've still got a long, long way to go, but when you get yeah. down in the last 10 games of the season, having a better goal difference than your opponents if you're at the foot of the table, and hopefully United won't be in that situation, but having a better goal difference is obviously worth a point to you. Right. That if can you've make lost it, a game 9-0 yeah. and you've got a better goal yeah. difference than somebody absolutely. before you, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. You've got to be happy. Absolutely. So a massive, massive result. And, you know, and you, you know, great, great result for the United fans who were there. I've had to suffer this season. Uh, big time uh, with w- quite a few performances but you know what it's done Tam it's I think there'll be owners up and down the country will sh- shiver down their spine because if you're in that league for the vast majority of teams the first priority is don't get yourself relegated and United with that victory last night now they've basically closed up the 10 teams are separated by 10 points now that might sound a lot but at this stage it's not an insurmountable no. tally they've brought everyone right back into it and that's why chairman will be starting to have a wee cold sweat now with that performance and result last night for United um, I mean you look at I'm looking well, at the, you've uh, got St yeah. Johnson and St Martin thinking yeah. we've had a good start to yeah. the season what happens when our bad run comes exactly. I'm looking at the table and, and I, I do feel that Aberdeen will be too strong I think Hearts probably be too strong they're, they're in there you know I don't see them getting relegated I also think Livingston I don't see them getting relegated just because no. Livingston are Livingston but everyone else, you, you would look at Hibs and say they surely couldn't get relegated, but they are in free fall at yeah. the moment. They could get dragged in it. So United have basically done that. They've dragged everyone else back in and shown, finally shown that they do have a team there that is well capable of picking up points in this league. And, you know, I'm delighted they, they got the win, they got the goals, they got the clean sheet because that is going to be the basis going forward of picking up more points in this, this division. Yeah, Bear makes a, a great point in terms of that control in the second half. That really impressed me. I was saying to yeah. George before the, the podcast record, said to a colleague in the press box last night about the 60-minute mark, said, this is boring. You know, this is, this is, this is a, a boring second half, which... By God, I'd killed for a boring second half. <laughs> Most of this season, I would Get have... the party poppers because it's boring. Absolutely. You know, I, I've lost count the amount of times this season that I've had a 30-minute period where five goals have gone in and you're just... That's how quickly it can turn. So don't discount how um, impressive it was that... I, I mean, come on, it were dire. I should point that out. They're in... If that's how they play away from home, uh, they're in big bother and will be very reliant on their home form. But nevertheless, Dundee United's control was really, really positive. And a big part of that is, uh, it might seem counterintuitive to focus on defenders um, after a four-goal win, but Ross Graham came in and he was absolutely terrific. Really, really good. And I thought the fact that he could shoulder some of the uh, physical responsibility and win headers and do uh, a lot of that jazz maybe took a wee bit of the weight off the shoulders of Ryan Edwards it was Ryan's best game of the season in my in my view made 12 clearances three times more than any other player on the pitch last night he was really dominating back to the Ryan Edwards that we know can play for Dundee United um, and I thought that as well as Birigiti between the sticks, keeping a clean sheet, being really, really vocal. You could hear him in the press box most of the time. Um, there was a strong communication back there. And 
kudos to absolutely first of all the players on the pitch more than anything but also to, to Liam Fox because he's clearly done a hell of a lot of work on that back line in terms of be vocal, make yourself heard, attack things, be organised and that was a, a big step forward but only a one night step forward. Let's not be um let's not be reflecting on a, a three 0 defeat up in Pataudry with you know, all goals conceded from crossballs. You know, it needs to <laughs> need to keep at it, need to keep uh, keep this progress going. But real, real signs of um uh, addressing the problems that we've talked about in previous episodes, and that's all you want. Problems happen, address them, fix them, and there's signs that that's maybe happening. A great message to the players here to stay focused. But George, let's get carried away. <laughs> let's let's introduce new the new monthly award, the most depressed team of the month that will be Kilmarnock. I mean, they've they've gone bottom. Ross County are doing a Ross County by the looks. <laughs> I of know things. we didn't see that coming. And did Dundee we? United are suddenly looking like the team that were fourth last season. Kilmarnock, more than anyone else, but a few other teams will be going. Oh dear. Well. The- just a couple of weeks ago, we were looking at Kilmarnock and they'd picked up, what, two or three results in a row and we were thinking they've sorted themselves out. They look the McInnes factor as well. Yeah. You kind of assume that a Derek McInnes team will be fine and it'll be organised. And then suddenly, they're Livingston, I think they were pretty bad against Livingston. They scored a horrendous own goal to, to lose that game. And then, they threw it away twice, didn't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, then, and then, by all accounts, and just, I've only watched the highlights of the game last night, but or did they have basically one chance, I think, to hit the post? They didn't register a single shot on target, which, yeah. given Dundee United's goalkeeper has had yeah. his critics, both of them, in fact, um, is absolutely unforgivable. If you're their manager and the team comes in after 90 yeah, minutes and, they haven't, them, and they haven't produced a shot on target to at least see how the keeper's feeling that night is absolutely yeah. disgraceful. But then United have to take credit for, of course, for of defending course. for that because you, you could see in the... The blocks and stuff they're throwing uh, 4-0 up they're throwing in blocks and making sure they got that clean sheet you could tell it meant something to them and, it, and yeah, they got I, it I must admit the ha- highlights I saw what I thought right away for all for all the quality of their play was when the ball came into their box there were there was united bodies getting in the way being aggressive bang which on which hasn't happened enough this season has it absolutely bang on yeah I, I can't add much more to that that's uh, absolutely perfect observation there was uh, like whether, it, whether it was <laughs> whether it was Edwards or whether it was uh, Ross Graham um, as I say whether it was just Birgitte being vocal and telling people to get the hell out of the way because he's coming for the ball it was all just real signs of progress um, and that's what you want you want to feel like your defenders care about your their clean sheet you, you, there's been too many times this season where you've seen shoulder slump and they've let a runner get away from them and that drives fans potty um what yeah. they want to see is you know people absolutely in fact a good example of it go go back and look at kieran freeman's opening goal and think about it from a Kilmarnock perspective and watch jordan jones attempt um an inverted commas uh, to stop freeman getting that shot away that's kind of what dundee united fans have gone through this season at times Whereas um, against Kilmarnock, they, uh, you could see the, the desire, the desperation for that clean sheet. And, and good, it should be. They should be annoyed at the criticism they've been getting. They should be annoyed that people are calling them soft touches and can't defend crosses into the box and go out and shut everyone up. You know, what was it the, the Tam Court's phrase? Puss shutting. You know, go out and, <gasps> go out and shut some puss. That's a sweaty word up here. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not convinced it is. We've had this argument a few times. Uh, what what they've what United have done, I think, with, with that victory is they've shown when they get things right, 
they are they are a good team because they've smashed Kelly, they've smashed Aberdeen. Yeah, it's a long time ago, but they beat EZ in a very good yeah. European performance. Never mind the second one, but there is there is a proper team there that we haven't seen anywhere near enough. So hopefully, this is this is them starting to realise that, and you can see. Dylan Levitt looked like last season. Dylan Levitt and the way he finished that goal, getting the World Cup call probably helped a wee yeah. bit. It was good for, uh, I think, uh, in terms of the Dylan Levitt one, I think Liam Fox would be mortified if I was to give him any credit for the way Dylan Levitt has played over the last game and a half. Um, and, yeah, 99.999% of the credit, obviously, of Dylan Levitt's performances go to Dylan Levitt. But at the same time, some of the reactions to Liam Fox's comments about wanting more from Dylan Levitt were borderline hysterical. Um, as if, you know, this delicate little flower um, would, would wilt and storm off because the manager dared to say, I think you're brilliant and aren't quite hitting the standards mm-hmm. that I want from you. It's And uh, shock horror... A coach that's worked with Dylan Levitt for 15 months knows him a little bit more than the people that are reacting and, and uh, clutching their perils. So I is think that the sign of a manager who knows his players and one of the benefits again. He knows who who he can do that with and who he can't. 100 percent 100 percent And Dylan Levitt might be young and he's you know quite understated sometimes, but he's one of the what what would it be? One percent of young players that would go into a Manchester United Youth Academy at eight years old and then play for Manchester United's senior team. Granted, yeah. he didn't play every week. He didn't, you know, make it, didn't become David Beckham, but he played senior football for Manchester United. Are you trying to tell me that doesn't require gumption and character to get to that stage? You don't stay at a club like that for 13 years. Of course. So, something. so Liam Fox knew what he was doing. It was a dig in the ribs. It was a wee, oh, come on, you can do better than this because I know how good you are. And as I say, all the credit goes to, to Dylan Levitt, but... I think that it should also be, you know, everyone was getting so hysterical about the, the comments that Liam Fox made. I think with a bit of hindsight, maybe people will now go, do you know what? If the manager thinks that something needs said, then, you know, it's, it's something that guys like Craig Levine would, you know, if he felt something needed said or we dig in the ribs, so we um, something to make a headline to create a wee narrative, he would always do. It's, it's good man management for me and Dylan Levitt's, probably played the best two consecutive games um, and f- from coming on against Celtic and to start in that game against Kilmarnock. I would say it's probably his two best consecutive performances of this season so far. Is that also a sign things don't just happen by magic and everyone's like, how can they be like they were just over a week ago? And no. Is there maybe also a chance that collectively he sat them down maybe on Monday and said, look at the first 85 minutes at Celtic Park? That's what you do. That's how you play. That's how you can play. And and by that, what what I mean is, he said, do we go not be cajoled Levitt, if you like? But things don't. Ju- I mean, managers just don't sit there and say, I know they're good players; they'll come good. They do things in the work to make them come good, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the thing that made uh, I think this was whether it was misunderstood deliberately and willfully or whether it was just you know honestly misunderstood he wasn't being singled out because Liam Fox thought he was the worst player that Dundee United have mm-hmm. had this season that's not what he was saying the difference is there was a lot more to come from Dylan Levitt because he is a special talent Liam Fox said one of the most talented young players he's ever worked with or played alongside so that it was just a it was an element of frustration it's with the best will in the world 
you aren't going to uh, pinpoint a player who is a trier and is a six out of ten player and is doing his best already. What's the point? There's yeah. not a, there's not mm-hmm. a great deal more to come. <laughs> no. Whereas you cannot tell me that the Dylan Levitt that played for the first two or three months of this season was the best that Dylan Levitt can be. It, it wasn't. So I'm really excited to see. Well, I've been excited to watch him in the last couple of games and. Um, you know, delighted with his World Cup call up. Be really fascinating to see how many minutes he gets over there because he did start their last friendly, I believe. So it's an exciting time for him, and hopefully, you know, comes back fit, confident, um, on a high after a World Cup experience, and can really kick on in the second half of the season. Because I don't, I don't think I'd be overstating the mark to suggest that there's probably a master plan to make a decent bit of money from Dylan yeah. Levitt for Dundee United and. Uh, for that to come to fruition perhaps next summer um, he would need to have a, a good second half of the season and I think in the last couple of games you've seen a player that other clubs will be coming up and looking at and thinking yeah he's he he would be worth a he would be worth a shot and that that's uh, in the fullness of time that needs to be Dundee United's business model and Bear I mean whatever the reaction from some fans when a manager points something out about a player's performances Especially the good ones. Players themselves know, don't they? So it's unlikely that Dylan Levitt's gone to Liam Fox and said, what were you talking about? Well, Dylan Levitt's done what every player should do when the manager gives him a kick up the backside. He's, he's shown what he can do in the park. And that's exactly yeah. the, the, the response that you get. You get the manager, you know, some players go into their shell when the, when, when the manager's gone. He's done it. He's gone on and, and put in a, a great performance against Kilmarnock. He's capped it. You know, um, with a you got on on the target last night. Yeah, that's that's what every player, every player should do. But you know, it's not just a it's not just for one game. You need you need more, as Alan said. You need more now. They need to go out and prove that this isn't a one game wonder. And you know, they, they find themselves back in a similar position at the weekend. I've got to say, if you could have picked a fixture, it wouldn't have been Aberdeen away as your next fixture. After they just got beat. So yeah, I, I mean Aberdeen yeah. have been. Utterly sensational at home this season. Mm. You know they are. Right, they are they Aberdeen are, are sitting yeah, third because yeah, their home form. Their home form is terrific. They have real attacking, you know, threats and and sort of Bozan Miofsky and and I think it's Luke, Luke, Louis Lopez up front with Leighton Clarkson from from Liverpool. And they're they're hitting teams for three and four goals mm. every time at Petrolley. Their away form is abject. I've got to say, <laughs> and United have shown that by you know thumping yeah. the metallic so it's set up for an absolutely a, good game. A, a cracking game at Petroleum you know you would expect it to be a real a real, a real sort of ding dong battle but it's one United you do feel they've got to now follow up these three as Alan said it's only three points but can they go and you make it a really good three points by getting a result of some sort at Petrodri? That that that's going to be really interesting Tom and then they, they go into that five week mm-hmm. break feeling pretty but good about getting. themselves <laughs> yeah well, I'm quite happy about yeah. that but um They'll go into that break feeling pretty good about themselves, which yeah. just a, a couple yeah. of days ago it didn't look like the like bottom, that. the the carrot that's there for Dundee United, and of course it's a difficult test, but nonetheless the carrot that's there for Dundee United is basically if they win at Petodre, they will go into the winter break 
out of the relegation zone altogether because Ross County will lose at Parkhead. <laughs> what you're saying? Oh, so, oh. so, and with Marty McKay will be chatting on your daughter. <laughs> to be, uh, to be that's fair, what, that's more like a man putting his big toe on the block yeah, rather than yeah, his yeah, head, yeah. isn't I'm, it? I'm almost. <laughs> to be fair, Malky should be sending me a thank you card. I called them bang average last week. Yeah, and they won two games. Aye. So, um, yeah, it's no. Listen, I, I'm Ross County. I have had a fine two games, but. It's Celtic away, so um, you would imagine. And it's Celtic's last game before the winter break as well. They want to go out in style in front mm. of their own fans. So, I th- do you know what? I don't think it's a particularly hot take that I think Ross County <laughs> will lose at Celtic <laughs> Park. Yeah. So, you then, Dundee United, make up that three-point gap and there's only one goal and goal difference between them. So, by definition, if one team wins and the other team loses, that one goal will be overturned. So, that's a huge carrot there. And if from the start of the season they had to the challenges that even Liam Fox has had, if he can get into the winter break and Dundee United aren't in the relegation zone, he can be exceptionally happy with his start as Dundee United boss and the fans should be tentatively optimistic about what Liam Fox can do in this job because, make no mistake, he was turning around an oil tanker. After that 9-0 defeat, this was a team that didn't have a defined shape, didn't have a defined style of play, confidence was through the floor, if you think that's easy to turn around, you're kidding yourselves. As I say, turning around an oil tanker and it's creaking and it's gradual, but it's it's happening. And the other thing, I mean, I, I said this as we were making our way to the studio. You beat a team 4-0, especially the, the Premier League, because you, you play each other again so much. It has to give you confidence and them a, a degree of worry the next time you meet. You'd hope so. Yeah, you'd, you'd certainly hope so. But that logic, Dundee United should be going to put Audrey on a high that's then after yeah, sticking exactly, four past exactly them. I mean, and, and, <laughs> I mean I, I, you have to say it applies even more so next time they play Kilmarnock because Kilmarnock are a struggling team. At least Aberdeen are high in the league and of course. can say it's a blip. But it, there's still that thing. United have to think we had the measure of them last time we played them. I worry about the revenge factor. I think that's the other way you can look at yeah. it. I don't, I don't know what the guys think, but yeah, I, think, I, I worry about that. Yeah, Jim Goodwin was absolutely stung by that that performance at Tannadice and that result and it, it still reverberates with him. I mean, he, he, during the week, um, the, uh, the loss to Livingston, but he was basically critical of the start they made at, at Livingston where Livingston sort of grabbed it, you know, a couple of quick goals. I think he was more happy with the second half show, but the game at Tannadice where United ran all over the top of them where they've, they've got a full house in the way end sort of thing. Yeah. Big support, expectant support. There will be a case of that, and that's what adds to Saturday's game at Petardry. Tom is going to be, a, you know, it's going to be a real cracker mm-hmm. because Aberdeen will, Jim Goodwin will just throw the kitchen sink at, at running over the top of Dungeon United. But let's hope Dungeon United can stand up to that and show what they've got going the opposite direction. It's itself for a cracking game. What I would say, because to, to sort of. Uh uh, make amends for the fact that I took what was going to be a positive point from Tam and turned it into a negative one. <laughs> I know. Um, I <laughs> See, it's much easier being negative. <laughs> but what, what I would say is, uh, for, for a, a positive thing is, you know, obviously I was at the away to Celtic, I was at away to Rangers, and um, two games where you wouldn't have given Dundee United a, a prayer, and on both occasions, Liam Fox has shown he's really good at setting up for these matches. A wee bit like, I don't think this is any coincidence, a wee bit like Tam Courts was um, in those situations. Mm-hmm. As if that away game at Ibrox goes five minutes longer, I think Dundee United equalise. 
if the game at Parkhead is five minutes shorter, they get a draw. <laughs> so those are really small margins considering the incredibly tough tasks that are going to Glasgow uh, away from home. And even the matches they won at home against Hibs and Aberdeen, they won those with, I think, 35 and 36% possession, uh, if I recall, from, from covering them at the time. So they are a team that is comfortable when they're not necessarily expected to make the play. They could, you know, I think Liam Fox is a good uh, a good tactical coach. So going up to Pataudry, it's going to be really tough, but I think it's a challenge Liam Fox and the players will really relish because they can look back on other games that are comparable and say, do you know what, we ran really close. And if you're four minutes away from getting a draw at Celtic Park, you shouldn't be coyed by the challenge of going to Pataudry. But yeah, I'm just looking at the goals there. I think it's... I mean, they've averaged more than three goals a game at Pataudry uh, at home in the league. So uh, we're not kidding ourselves to think it'll be an, an easy game or a, or a, or a shoe-in, but there shouldn't be any fear uh, would be the would be the message. I'm, I'm determined to remain positive and to, to turn the, the revenge aspect on you two, okay, a couple of, it's been away from home, but a couple of times this season, Aberdeen haven't played smart football and sometimes if you've got revenge in your head, you don't play smart football. And and United, if they play like they did for most of the games at Parkhead and, and Ibrox, add a bit of the attacking play from last night, United can sit there and say, well, run about daft. Come, let's you come and have a war with us. We'll, do, we'll pick you off. That are a bit gung-ho, Aberdeen. I think, yeah. you know, it's certainly not, that could give you the encouragement if they could, they could be strong, you know, defensively the way they played uh, against Kilmarnock make sure that the cover markers the cover runners any balls in the box that are between the posts as a United player that gets their, their head on them and they've all got opportunities um, I think that uh, you look at Aberdeen's record at home this season you know 21 goals they've scored term and that's, that's phenomenal 21 goals in, in, in 6 games uh, so it tells you that they expect to be on the front foot for the majority of the time some fans have been Rustling two sweetie papers have been so excited <laughs> oh, at Tawdry. There he goes. Right. All the ones are the best ones. Re rekindling the old rivalries. <laughs> you gotta love it. So, so um, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But United, United need to show you can't have a victory against Kilmarnock and then have a run. Obviously, we're going to stop, but you can't have four defeats, Tom. You've got to, in between yeah. the next four or five games, United have got to make sure they continue to pick up points, pick up points, and then, you know, spring a win here and there, spring a couple of wins here and there. You know, and then in that way they'll get themselves, they've got themselves off the foot, but they'll keep themselves moving in that upward trajectory. Well, there we are. For once, I've got United on recruitment for an away win, and you, oh, you three, I know. There used to be a thing about that with players. You, <laughs> you, you two, you two are not going to settle for a draw. What's going on? Right, boys, we'll probably have to keep this short because there's already been too much glee. I'm going to need a rest. And <laughs> well, we can talk about the first half of the What's happened to Dundee, George? They're good. Woo! Oh, hey. Um, not good in the first half, but 2-0 uh, down and giving the ball away far too often. They did concede the only two shots that Partick threw at them. Partick weren't great either, but they sorted it out half-time. Gary Boyer made three changes, changed the formation, went, went from his usual four at the back to 3-5-2. I 
and they absolutely dominated really once they got that first goal I think you could see that um, the defensive kind of frailties that Partick have, have shown for the past few weeks you could you could kind of see in them that as soon as that first goal went in they went oh no here we go again and Dundee went this is this is sitting here for us and they went and took it um, it, it in terms of quality, it wasn't exactly the best game ever, but Dundee controlled it. Max Anderson was very good off the bench, which I was, I was delighted to see. We've not seen that much of him this season. from the first goal, the battered them. Pretty much, yeah. As soon as it went... As, as I say, Partigal managed two shots in the whole game in the 90 minutes. I think Dundee had 10, which tells you maybe the scoreline didn't quite show how, how dominant Dundee were overall, even though they weren't particularly good in that first half. Um, also shows what a difference I think having Zach Robinson back obviously he'd been sick at Queen's Park and hadn't trained much so he was on the bench I think he was always going to come on but the difference having him, him up top Zach Rudden paired with him as well I, th- I think they added a lot more presence at the top end of the park and put Partick under pressure and they crumbled and Dundee came back from 2-0 I had a look at the record books it's only the f- second time this century that Dundee have been 2-0 down at half-time and won. That's wild. That's the kind of depressing yeah. start I love, George. <laughs> it's clearly because swashbuckling attacking Dundee never go 2-0 down. Yeah, exactly. It must be the rarity yeah. with which they go 2-0 down. I have to admit, I did not see the second <laughs> half coming. Nope, because because of, <laughs> even the statistician goes home at 2-0 down. <laughs> yeah. Because of that, I did not see that second half coming, I have to admit. So it's, it's, uh, Dundee should be going in this game on Saturday full of confidence knowing that even if they go a goal behind, they've got it in them to to get back. Because even against Queen's Park, they weren't brilliant, but they came, they were behind twice and they came back twice. So that mm-hmm. they're showing a bit of spirit. And, and Gary Boyer pointed that out. And I think we're starting to see the difference in mentality in that Dundee team. And Bear, I mean, maybe today's theme is more than three points. They've sent out a message again and they, they just look like the team that should take control yeah. of that championship. And the only thing that's stopping them seems to be themselves. Yeah, that looks like it. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was, it felt, coming out of Fir Hill on Saturday, it felt, it was a, a great win, but it felt like it was more than a win time. It felt like it was the start of, you know, something that the team looked full mm. of confidence in that second half, the way they went. As you, as George said, as soon as the first goal goes in, you've got a, a real belief in that team that they're going to go and win the game. You saw that the way they played. The first half, Dundee players, as they've done in games this season, they're far too passive. They're waiting for something to happen. Instead, I think of Dundee take the game to the opposition and say, well, okay, we might leave ourselves a bit exposed at certain times in games and we might lose goals. But if we take the game to the opposition, more often than not, we'll blow teams away in this division. And that's what they did to Partick Thistle. And I know Partick Thistle have, have been down on their you know, down on their form recently and they've had a quite a poor run, but you've still, winning at Fir Hill should, should not be discounted as a, a sort of a given or, you know, it's, it, Dundee thoroughly went out and, and ran Partick ragged in that second half and they should take great encouragement from that and the way they played especially, they, they looked more like the side that, in, the, in that final sort of half hour at Fir Hill, looked more like the side that we saw at the start of the season time yeah. when hmm. Boyer first came in the, the short passing in and around the 18 yard box creating space getting down the line getting balls into the box and that's what creates chances and you know that's what they need to do every single week it can't just be one week but the encouragement taken from that that win and the morale that you know have lifted through the camp 
you know, it, sh- it should work wonders for them. And again, I say the ace in, in Boyer's pack is in fact his pack term. <laughs> he has he has a a, a, a huge a huge is pool this, of players. Sorry, has this been triple X? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But the, the fact he was able to able to bring on three guys like Zach Rudden, Zach Robinson, and Max Anderson, mm-hmm. and he still had another three guys on the bench, who first team guys who could have possibly come on as well. You know, no other team in the division has that. He was able, and, and to be fair to the three players who came on, they changed the game. Max Anderson yeah. was sensational when he came on. He looked like the Max Anderson old, and that's what you've got to do. See if you're out the team for a, a length of period, you've got yeah. to go on and make an impact. Then go on and 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 not not do anything and and come off at the end of the game. And the manager's wondering, well, did did you really change anything? Did you've got to go on and do something. And I would hope Dun Boyer's been not guilty because sometimes it's forced forced upon him with injury and illness etc. But of changing and tinkering with his team. Week after week after week, I would suggest that the team that Tinker Man. I would suggest that the, the team that finished on Saturday at Firhill has to be the team that starts against Wraith Rovers this this Saturday. Then what you do, do is you just point them in that direction, just say go again. Now mm. that would mean playing three at the back, which is something he hasn't done very often this season. But I would say if it's worked, go again and go go Wraith Rovers and see, and see how you go. But not. Three points, but for me it was more than that. I felt I felt like something's there for him. And with two home games coming up, Tom, it's a great opportunity for Dundee now, surely. Yeah, and Alan, to come to, come to you, another plus, but to start with the negative, is they obviously got it wrong uh, in the first half on Saturday, but they were able to change personnel and formation and come out a far stronger team. That's another sort of message to the championship, isn't it? No, 100%. The, the guys are spot on in what they said and... Bears right enough. Uh, if things aren't going well in a first half and you need to change things, what a joy it is to look on your bench and look around your squad and know that you've got players you can bring on that basically every other team in the championship would kill to have in their starting lineup and you've got them on the bench. So that was bright. And also, you know, to, to make that tactical switch, it's bold, it's astute. You how many managers do you see go, do you know what? I'll just give them a row, I'll go through them at half time and we'll give them 10 minutes in the second half. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that, saw that it need, It wasn't just a, a case of needing a rollicking, it was they needed to be hauled off, things need to be changed and that was a good decision. But I mean, again, to, to build on a theme of, of today's episode, you know, when you're talking about character and bottle, 2-0 down, booed off at half time, that's a test of these players still. Can they come out and... You know, I obviously wasn't at the game, but the, the confidence and the, the swagger and the belief that's been described by the guys here, I think that's hugely impressive because if you place yourself in that dressing room at halftime, that Dundee dressing room, you know the pressure that's on you. You know you're expected to win this league. You've just been booed off. So to come out and play the way they did, I think just like Dundee United's win was in midweek, it's a really, um, it's a real tick in the box of... Um, character, steel, toughness, and fans will love that, you know, because that's what they, you know, you win games, you'll lose games, but that's what fans mm. want to see from their players. And obviously, the players take huge confidence from that because if they go in a similar situation where they've been okay, but they suddenly find themselves 2 0 down, they've, they know they can come back. And the fans as well in the stands who are at Firhill mm. or maybe watching from afar now know we're not out of this. Yeah, we've got the players to get back. Can I just go back to a a, a theme that Alan touched on at United? 
boring football, but winning football. I'd like to see Dundee <laughs> have a game where they scored one in the first half, maybe got one in the second half, simple three points. There's only been <laughs> a couple there, there this no, season, isn't there? There doesn't seem to be many like that. You know? yeah. Queen's Park at Dens was yeah. a bit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but in general, it's it's you have a go, we'll have a go. You, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's how the coin falls, Tom, effectively. It, it falls for you some weeks, but other weeks it falls against you. Yeah. Let's get back to maybe just the best mm. sensible football. Eh? But to go back to the excitement, acceleration, and for people bearing my age, the danger of having a heart attack, <laughs> a, wee bo- a wee bonus out of Saturday occurred to me was a, 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 I saw a clip of Cammy Kerr's winning goal. He had the sense, because he's a fan, himself he ran to the fans and that gets the link back because yeah. there has been a gap opening up between the fans and and and, and the players because of the players performances it's yeah. their responsibility but just that thing and you saw Paul McGowan clenching his fist and grabbing the badge and Cammy I thought he did an okay knee slide but George Cran seemed to, sh- <laughs> oh, no, seemed to no, it wasn't me it wasn't it. me that slaughtered him it was the manager <laughs> I think he was joking after after the match, but, he but said, even we things like that you can take from the game because there was that there was that sort of buzz about it and connection, wasn't it? Yeah, there? and you could just see in Kamikar's face when there's the photograph of him just spinning around because he's, <laughs> I think he's trying to remember where the fans are after he scores, and you could just see the absolute joy in his face and then the, the way the his teammates kind of. Well, there would be him. a temptation for, uh, for Hill to run behind the goal and then remember, oh no, they switched them to the old main stand, yeah. <laughs> the away support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just so you can't see anything. You can see the inside of the roof from the back of that yeah. stand really well, but not the pitch. Well, and actually, interestingly, talking about where they put the fans, they obviously had the away, the away fans in that, uh, what's the stand called? I don't know what it's called, but they had... The ancient stand. <laughs> Uh, Pot and kettle when you're talking uh, about Dens. Ha- half of that stand was empty, and that's where they put um, Douglas Ross, uh, linesman. Strangely enough, really, yeah. So uh, he was getting, he was getting some, ab- yeah, he was getting a fair amount of abuse just warming up. So I think the, the quite I saw he was somewhere else the other week, and he was getting, he was getting a fair bit of yeah. stick from the touchline. Uh, fair uh, play on you, still, still, I know, still does know, that. It's, it's quite surprising. But anyway, Dundee, Dundee got over that shock and. and yeah. And no, the celebration was fantastic. You, you could see just how much it meant to the the, the punters that were there, but also the the, the players and and Cammy. Cammy's now that this is his best ever season in terms of goals, four goals this season, and all sorts. I think he scored headers, scrambled yeah, left foot, from right closing, foot, scored from the around about the edge of the area. Mm-hmm. Did it take a deflection? I think so. It kind of went under the goalie's arm. I've not seen it. I've not seen it really clearly even on the replay it's inconclusive it but yeah. I think David Mitchell did some, it go through his bam, arm yeah, bam, yeah bamboozles him a bit which suggests it may have taken a wee nick off off of somebody but mm. you've Cammy Kerr did the right thing a firm shot on the target through a rock of players into the goal and it, he also annoyed Aaron Muirhead enough to give him a clump in the face yeah well <laughs> in the net and get sent off yeah. so there's that as well uh, who'd be a manager I mean you've just lost <laughs> you've just lost a 2-0 lead in one of your players goes and gets himself sent off. Yeah. I know it's Over it's hard it's hard for Partick, and, and uh, again, uh, I go back to the squad thing, Tom. When you're when you're down and you're looking at your benches, I don't think Ian McCall. I looked at his subbies and I recognised one or two of them, but you know maybe the half a dozen players mm. out there, there was a lot of kids, and Aye. that's hard. That's hard to. to They're missing Brian Graham, I think. Yeah, they do. Of course Aye. they do. But then you know, Dundee, if it's Zach Robinson, George Dundee, if yeah. it's Zach Rudden now, and they're still able to sort of. 
you know, put, put guys in there and, and, and do a job of, of some sort. So, uh, Zach Rodden took some punishment actually as well. Muirhead yeah. went for him a couple of times. Yeah, I thought it was Zach when, when he as first well. came on, just with the whole. It's a good old-fashioned league, the yeah. championship. You shouldn't go. You should <laughs> no. not not go to your former club and no get kicked. Yeah, well, there was too know. many knots and no there, but I think I think you know what I meant. Uh, no, he, he, I think he, he, yeah, he took a couple of sore ones. I think, but it's just gets up game. and nine. I, th- I thought he did okay as well when he came on. He yeah. obviously didn't hit the headlines with being amongst the goals, but he did a lot of work. I, th- I think yeah. he was decent. Which again, it's good, it's good to see that because if ever a player's going to go in the half, it's when he, he's left out against the team he was yeah. starring for a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Now, Zach Rodden has got something to offer Dundee this season, but there are games where he has to do more. Mm-hmm. And it's the same could be, this the finger could be pointed at quite a few of them. Yeah. For that. That's what I was, I've said in the past. It's a pity, I mean, I don't know, do you guys still do the marks at the 10 online? For, for the Saturday games? Yeah, but we used to do it in, in the paper time. Yeah. And, Remember you know, there was, days in newsprint, yeah. there, there was always certain players would be seven out of 10 every week. Now, uh-huh. Dundee haven't had enough of those players this season. There's too mm. many of them dropping to six, too many of them dropping to fives. And you've seen that in their summer. Oh, and the seven out of 10 ones are the ones that always moaned at you on a Monday. I was about to say, I think all those haven't done man buys, all those seven out of 10s are just where the writers forgot oh, to change it. Yeah. You, you, you put it in at the start of the game I, and then forget to change it. The quiet, nice guys, they fluctuated more depending on their performance. I think we had, Tom, you... you well, you got a point if you were standing in the right direction to kick off, and you got a point if you, if you came out and spoke to the press <laughs> at the end of the game and things like that. So they were, you were able to get two or three points on the board straight away. And some of them still ended up with zero. <laughs> but Dundee have not enough of that. And as such, their performances have been inconsistent. But I just hope that they've found something. They've found something now that they're going to take on. And fingers crossed there's no illness in the camp You know, over the next 48 mm. hours. And we see a team that's, you know, basically they hit the ground running against Wraith Rovers because that would be a tough game. Yeah. Ian Murray's done a really good job in Kirkcaldy and they're starting to show signs that where I think they should be, they're definitely a team who should be looking to get into the playoffs, if not even higher in that league. I know, I'm surprised. I have to admit, the way they started, I didn't really see any threat from Wraith Rovers. I thought they'd be around the kind of bottom half of the table, but got it together and they've got goals. Sam Stanton's been crazy. I don't yeah, know. yeah a good pro. He's a good Sam player, Stanton. but he's just been scoring every player. week. And they got Louis Vaughan back. And Louis, hey, Louis Vaughan. Sam Stanton, one of your six out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Louis, uh, he's playing a very different way, far more advanced, getting into the box, scoring goals. Guys like, you know, as George touched upon, Louis Vaughan will score you goals if he can stay fit. Um, you go beyond that Dylan Easton's always got a screamer in his yeah, boot he's, they have some really good flair they're solid in midfield defence is coming together as the weeks go on they'd be my dark horses right now because they also have enough of a core there that in the past couple of years under John McGlynn they've been used to being a playoff team they are used yeah. to winning games of football in this league which you can't say about every team that's up there Air United Morton um, Cali Thistle to an extent have been but Queen's Park meh. so there's a, quite a lot of teams up there that aren't used to doing the, the the distance in this division whereas although they've lost out in playoffs Wraith Rovers are so in terms of challenging for the title they're increasingly would be my dark horses to actually stay the pace but uh, having said all that I, I do also think that Air United despite a relative lack of that experience will also last the pace because I just think they're a, I think they're a good side mm-hmm. and for Dundee George start a run of home games yeah three in a row it's, it's, it's a kind of big moment I think or a good moment to 
be a good time as well to, to show the home support the kind of performance they showed in the second half at, at Partick Thistle. Yeah. Because I think, what was the last home game, Morton? And people weren't particularly happy after that game. There was, there was booze and Bowyer got a bit of stick from yeah. the stands. So I, I think it'd be a, it'd be good time to, to put together a good performance. And it would be a big win because, I mean, we've talked about this table constantly, but they're only split by, what was it, one, one goal uh, so far this season after 14 games. So if you can go, what, three games against teams that are right in amongst you and, and take pick up seven points, that's pretty good going. And then you've got Hamilton at home next, which you'd expect. Hamilton have shown they can come up with surprise results this season yeah. already, but you'd, they're struggling. You'd Let's hope the manager on Friday night, George. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't see it somehow, but um, I won't be putting the, the type of money that Alan's putting on Celtic the, the weekend. <laughs> Oh, don't. Well, now we've got a wee two on the block, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'm really looking forward to it on Saturday. I think it's good. It's two Wraith Rovers are in form. They've picked up ten out of the last twelve points, but Dundee are in form themselves after that game on Saturday. The way the way that game went, so it should be two teams going right head to head and, and going for it. The kind of classic championship game, I think. So it's going to be. After I've said that, it's well, going to be absolutely horrendous, isn't it? Funnily <laughs> enough, I, the one thing that strikes me after a sort of gutsy battle and comeback in a game you're playing a really good footballing team and sometimes you would rather have another you know let's have another yeah. battle and it's raining and it's a mm. bit muddy and you know you're you're but but one thing Dundee have to be wary of is Wraith play good football yeah and always have I remember the season Dundee got promoted under John McGlynn Wraith had some terrific yeah. terrific players and but Dundee got their number towards the end of the season basically what James McPeak did was just sit sit tight and let yeah. Wraith deny them any space going forward and then hit them on the counter and it worked perfectly well and, and you know they won, I think they won the, the final league game at Dens comfortably and then they'll, they'll go to Kirkcaldy for the playoff win the playoff comfortably as well doing exactly the same thing I don't think Dundee have got that in their locker to do that I think mm. I think so that will set it up for a more open game on, on Saturday but I think if it's punch for punch, I think Dundee could come out on top. You know, it's, it's, it's maybe not the boring football that I was maybe looking for, but <laughs> it, it makes, makes for a good 90 minutes, that's for sure. Yeah. I must, and, and certainly at this time of the season, and when you were the pre season favourites, and it's historically Dundee in the second tier always have to be considered the big team. You can't really sit in and hit on the no. counter in a, at a game at Dens, no. can you? That is the one thing that Dundee have that I think no other club in that division has and it's the weight of expectation yeah. and I think it is holding Dundee back at this point in time um, and I think it's, it's it's a thing that the fans get frustrated by when when the manager comes out and says well a point against Morton you know it's, we didn't play very well but it's a good point but it's, the fans don't see it that way yeah. mm -hmm. at home against any team in this league Dundee fans think they should be winning the, yeah. and they think they should, their team should be on top of the table I would say and they've got a right to think yeah, that I would say that's, that's good I would say as long as they're on top of that table at the end, remember, we're still only about a third of the way through. Mm -hmm. You know, so it is, it is a marathon. And I, 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 we've seen now, anybody who thought Dunny were going to run away with that league is, is sort of... It's Josh Cran. It's Josh Cran. It's not happening. I'm not, saying they, they, I'm not saying they could win the league. They could have it in the bag maybe by three or four games to go. But that's a long way off yet. They've got to yeah. earn that. And they're a bit away from that yet. So, yeah, let's... Let, expectation is a big thing but that's the, the, the players are 
are getting paid well at Dens. You know, so you've got to take that on board. Same with the manager. You've got to carry that. If you're going to be champions, you've got to carry that weight of expectation and, and, and go with it. And if the manager needs to put it into perspective, Alan, he can just point across the road and say, there's a weight of expectation of what United were facing the other night. Yeah. You, got, you guys are expected to, to do well. United were expected to avoid a crisis. That's why I drew that parallel with the, the half-time um, of the Partick Thistle game because I thought that's I, I do believe that's almost a not quite as stark because you know mm-hmm. Dundee aren't in a relegation battle but I, I do think that pressure is almost comparable you know and they dealt with that and Dundee have good footballers that's not where the challenge lies this season uh, the guys have touched on it it's the, the challenge lies in dealing with the weight of expectations dealing with being expected to win every game and dominate every game and that's incredibly difficult regardless of what level you're at so I think they'll come through it eventually, but it's certainly a, a challenge that I'd be a lot more confident about them coming through, having seen the way they reacted at halftime at Farhill. I think mm-hmm. it's impossible to overstate how impressive that was in the context of that game. That about covers it for Dundee. Hopefully they won't disappoint. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick up your copy of the Tilly Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tanadice, or go to thetilly.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door.